plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Back here for episode 37 of the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, Tuesday podcast is always kind of a... Uh, little bit looking back, a little bit looking ahead podcast. So we want to wrap up uh, what was an ugly 40-7 to loss to the Arizona Cardinals for the Bucks this past Sunday and look ahead to uh, this Sunday and the first home game of the season for the Bucks uh, against the Los Angeles Rams. It still sounds strange to say that. Uh, again, you guys probably, if you're in Tampa, got to uh, have a look at least at those new video boards at Raymond James Stadium. But this is kind of the official... Uh, Breaking in of those, I think they've kind of saved some of the bells and whistles for this first regular season home game. Uh, every fan at Ray J on Sunday gets a uh, a little miniature picture frame made to look like the end zone video boards. They got a cool pic of Jameis Winston leaping into the end zone. Uh, they even have like a real play clock underneath that says 25 seconds on it. So kind of neat that way. Uh, but anyway, lots to get to here. Uh, not the newsiest Monday we will have all season. Uh, we had an open locker room, but open locker room after a loss, I think I've mentioned this, uh, it's like a window that's supposed to be 45 minutes, and it is an open locker room. It's also largely an empty locker room, uh, kind of a ghost town Monday. Uh, so got very limited uh, interviews. We talked a little bit to Noah Spence, uh, talked to some of the uh, backups and such, but really it's almost like the, uh, the most relevant players walk in, realize the media are in the locker room, and turn around and walk out of the locker room. We did get to talk to Dirk Cutter on Monday afternoon, as is the case after games. Uh, got him for maybe 15 minutes. Didn't necessarily have a lot of news there. Uh, no specifics on the injuries that came out of Sunday's uh, loss to Arizona. Uh, did say they're going to have MRIs Tuesday and should have a better sense there. Uh, the four guys that were hurt Sunday, just to review things, uh, Robert Ayers, starting defensive end, hurt his ankle. Uh, had an ankle injury going into the game and then aggravated it during the game. Uh, had his left foot in a boot in the locker room and didn't want to talk about it. Uh, Doug Martin has a hamstring, which can be uh, problematic. He seemed okay after the game, didn't want to say how bad it was, how long he might be out. Uh, hamstrings can be sometimes a three, four-week injury if they're anything serious, just because coaches don't want to risk uh, making them worse or having any kind of actual tear in the hamstring. And then the two others are Luke Stocker. We actually saw Luke briefly in the locker room Monday. Uh, he had what looked like, he was walking without crutches, but had what looked like a hard cast on, I guess it's his right lower leg slash ankle. Uh, and then Cecil Shorts, the uh, receiver, has a hamstring injury. Uh, so it'll be curious to see what happens from a roster standpoint. Um, it seems like roster maintenance at this time of the year is as much triage as anything. So uh, the Bucks did make a move Monday in uh, waiving Josh Kyes, the uh, linebacker who had kind of stepped in for Devontae Bond as a last-minute fill-in uh, before the season with Devontae having a hamstring injury. Uh, Kyes has played uh, 44 snaps on special teams in two weeks. He's been as active as anybody has been in terms of being on all the coverage units. I don't think he has any tackles. Um, did have a penalty 
uh, one of those uh, penalties on a punt return that uh, backed the Bucks up uh, even deeper. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Josh Kais is gone. I don't think they would replace him with a linebacker because they're they're healthy at linebacker now. If anything, the fact that Josh is gone tells me that Devontae Bond is ready to be healthy and active on Sunday against the Rams and make his NFL debut. Uh, so the question then is is what they do to use that new 53rd spot on the roster to address other positions where they need help. If they need a replacement for Luke Stocker, for instance, as a blocking tight end, they could promote Alan Cross, who's on the practice squad. They could promote Danny Vitale, who isn't as good a blocker, but would help you on special teams as well. Uh, if they want defensive end help, if Ayers isn't going to be there, they could sign somebody. They had that Croy Bierman who played for Mike Smith with the Falcons in for a workout, I guess this is now two weeks ago, uh, could sign him. If they decide that Cecil Shorts can't go with the hamstring and they want to make sure they have receiver depth, they could promote a receiver off the practice squad, whether that's a guy like Jeremy Butler or something else. A lot of different directions they can go with this 53rd roster spot. Uh, we probably won't know that. We could find out when the league transactions come out Tuesday afternoon. More likely, we will find out uh, right before practice starts on Wednesday as they announce the move there. So curious to see what the Bucks do with that. Uh, a lot to get to today. I uh, want to look at uh, where the Bucks rank statistically and some key stats. I want to look at where the Rams rank statistically. Um, Rams are 1-1 one one like the Bucks, but the Rams have also scored only nine points in two games, which is a little odd. I want to go back and look at last year's uh, Bucks rams game and what you remember of that and what you don't remember from that. Uh, so a lot to get to that way. Uh, the, the main thing that Dirk Cutter talked about, you know, we mentioned that he, he kind of glossed over the injuries, but uh, Dirk's main thing that he opened up his conference his press conference with was talking about the turnovers and how costly and crucial they were in the game yesterday. Uh, he mentioned he thought there were only three times in NFL history a team had been uh, minus five or worse in turnover margin and still won. Uh, we kind of went a little bit politifact on him. Um, in checking that, there, there are actually 17 times it's happened since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970. Uh, 17 times that a team has been minus five or worse and still won a football game. It's very hard to do. Um, it's actually, there's been one game where a team was minus seven and pulled it off. It was a Steelers team in the early 80s. Uh, but anyway, what's funny to me is that the last two times uh, a team has been minus five and won. It's only happened twice in the last nine years, but the last two times... The offensive coordinator for the winning team was Dirk Cutter. Uh, did that with the Falcons in 2012. We'd actually mentioned that game last week in the podcast because it was against Arizona, of all things. And then did that uh, with the Jaguars in 2010 as well. So if anybody can overcome uh, a minus five turnover margin and win, it actually is Dirk Cutter that can do that. Uh, but he talked about, uh, I mean, turnover margin in general. Again, Lovey preached this for two years. Dirk certainly talked about this spring. Bucks are dead last in the NFL in turnover margin. They're at minus six in two games right now. And much with the Bucks' help, Arizona is now number one in turnover margin. They're at plus seven now. Uh, and the Rams are kind of right in the middle. The Rams have two takeaways and two turnovers. Uh, like the Bucks, they've yet to get an interception this season. Uh, but they do have two turnovers. So they're, they're right even there at zero, which suggests they haven't really uh, hurt themselves or helped themselves in the turnover game. So... That's definitely a, a stat that's wide open for Sunday's game and certainly an area where the Bucks need to improve if they want to have any kind of success uh, against the Rams in that home opener on Sunday. Today's podcast is brought to you by mybookie.net. 
Um, obviously, football season. Well, here we are, three weeks into the college football season, two weeks into the NFL season. Lots of games. Uh, football season is here. You can get in on the action and play like the pros at mybookie.net. It is the most exciting online experience for sports fans. Uh, MyBookie features real Vegas odds, incredible player props on every football game. Uh, if your game is already kicked off, you're not out of luck. MyBookie has live in-game odds updated in real time, so it's never too late to make a play. Uh, MyBookie is optimized for smartphone users for nonstop action on the go. Uh, you know, I'm challenged with picking against the spread in the paper now and every Sunday. And it's a hard thing to do. We pick a, a lock of the week and an upset of the week. I missed on my lock of the week this week. Uh, Bucks, I had them losing but covering and not, you know, falling under by the uh, seven-point spread that Arizona was favored this, this past weekend. And obviously, Arizona uh, more than covered. You went by 33 points. You've covered every spread there is. But uh, for my listeners here in the podcast, I want to make sure I invite you guys to go online and type my bookie into your browser and sign up today. For listeners of this podcast, you can use promo code BUCKS. That's promo code B-U-C-S. To be entered into their million-dollar prize pool, you can also call at 844-722-2387. Again, that's 844-722-2387. Join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest, only the best, only at my bookie. Sign up today, folks. Thanks again for having them on board as a uh, sponsor here on the podcast. Not only for my podcast here, but all over the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we don't do enough plugging on this uh, podcast, but I want to make sure you guys check out, uh, if you go to Audio Boom where you can listen to this podcast, uh, check out the other Locked On podcast. Uh, we got Locked On podcasts for nearly every NFL team. Uh, we got a great Locked On NFL podcast. We have a Locked On Draft podcast, a Locked On Fantasy podcast. So if you like uh, listening to these podcasts, uh, whether it's on your commute to work, on your lunch hour, dare I say, while you're working in the office, uh, lots of other podcasts you can listen to here. Great products we offer up all over the league. Whenever the Bucks are playing somebody, uh, you can get a good insight on, on these other teams and who they're playing, like the Rams this week, uh, by listening to another Locked On podcast. I want to talk a little bit about uh, statistical ranks right now and where things stand uh, for the Bucks. Obviously, uh, things have not gone well defensively, especially through the air in these first two games. Bucks are 23rd right now, if you look at offense. Uh, 23rd in total offense, getting 338 yards a game. Uh, 22nd in scoring offense, 19 points a game. So right there, bottom half of the league, but not at the very bottom of the league. Uh, they're also 19th in third down conversions. Not as fortunate on the defensive end. They're 27th uh, against the pass right now, giving up 318 yards a game in the NFL. It's almost crazy that there are five teams that are worse than that. Uh, when you think about giving up 318 yards a game, just a lot of good passers early here. The stat that I thought was most telling for the Bucks defense right now as we go back to what was wrong last season, uh, that idea that opposing quarterbacks can kind of do what they want against the Bucs. Uh, last year, the Bucs had a what they call the opponent passer rating, kind of like the collective passer rating of everyone that's faced the Bucs, was 102.3, uh, 31st in the league, 102.3. Through two games, and I preface this by saying that Matt Ryan and Carson Palmer are two veteran, smart uh, top-tier quarterbacks, but the Bucks opponents right now have a 113.2 passer rating. Uh, somehow that's only 28th in the NFL. There's four teams worse, but uh, rough to see even a worse passer rating uh, for their defense than it had last year. Things have actually taken a step back for this pass defense. Some of that is that they've been stout against the run. Uh, the Bucks have a, 
only allowed 76 rushing yards per game, which is eighth in the league. But I think a big part of that is, is just the teams have seen how well they're able to pass the ball. So why run when you can pass and get even more yards? Uh, what makes things interesting this week is that the two quarterbacks involved in Sunday's game, in Jameis Winston for the Bucks and Case Keenum for the Los Angeles Rams, are nearly the worst two quarterbacks in the NFL when it comes to passer rating right now. Uh, there are 37 quarterbacks who have had, uh, I guess it's more than 10 passes this season. Uh, Jameis Winston is 35th with a stellar 72.7 quarterback rating. And Case Keenum is 36, right behind him. So he, Case Keenum is at 57.8. So two of the worst three quarterbacks in the NFL are going head-to-head on Sunday when it comes to passer rating. The only one that's worse is uh, RG3, who also is, is now done for, whatever, 10, 12 weeks. With the Browns. So of the quarterbacks that are alive and kicking right now that have thrown whatever more than four passes, the two worst will be on display on Sunday. And I guess the bigger thing to take from that is which of them can outperform their efforts in the first two weeks and which defense can take advantage of going up against a quarterback that struggled that much in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, the Rams, if we look at the Rams as a team, obviously uh, they have the same one on one record as the Bucks. But they've scored nine points in two games. So that's 4.5 points a game. Uh, Mike Evans is personally outscoring the Rams after two games right now. Uh, they are also 32nd, dead last in the league in total offense. They're averaging 234 yards a game. Uh, nobody else in the league is lower than 271. So they've got about uh, 15% on the rest of the league. Uh, that's not to say they can't improve themselves on Sunday against the Bucks here in Tampa. Uh, they also have only two sacks this season. That ties for 24th in the league. So they haven't shown much offensively. As much as we talk about Todd Gurley being one of the best young up-and-coming backs in the NFL, uh, if you had a fantasy league, he probably went pretty high in that fantasy league among running backs. But after two games, he has 98 yards on 36 carries. Uh, that's a 2.7-yard average. Uh, his longest run of the season so far is 11 yards. Just hasn't shown very much. Uh, we knew the Rams would kind of be offensively challenged. Uh, they haven't even gone to Jared Goff yet in terms of uh, putting the rookie in, letting him learn on the fly, like the Bucks did with Jameis last year, like the Eagles have with Carson Wentz. Uh, he sat the bench. Uh, I guess he was the number two quarterback this past week. Uh, but for now, they're not, not letting him on the field. It is still uh, the Case Keenum show. We'll be curious. I want to go back to last year. Uh, I don't know what you guys remember about the Rams-Bucks games last year. Uh, it's weird. The Rams and Bucks for teams that aren't in the same division have played each other quite a bit here. I think it's four years in a row now. Uh, last year's Bucks game, what you probably remember most about the Bucks Rams game uh, in St. Louis in December was that this was the color rush game last year. This was the uh, ketchup versus mustard, all red versus all yellow, uh, ugly in terms of uniforms and ugly in terms of play for the Bucks. Uh, you know, the Bucks when they went to St. Louis last year, that was actually the last game played in St. Louis. I don't think they, they knew it officially at the time, uh, but the last game and the last win the Rams would have in St. Louis before they moved out west to Los Angeles. I think they went on the road for their last two games, got a big win, and then lost it at San Francisco. But uh, ugly game for the Bucks. They were 6-8 and eight going in, uh, still kind of had hopes of maybe winning their last two and sneaking in and having some kind of relevance at the end of the season, but uh, did not happen for them. Uh, the Bucks. We're down 21-3 at the half. Um, and again, you think about the Rams, you're thinking, oh, Todd Gurley must have had a big game. Uh, no, Todd Gurley had 21 rushes for 48 yards. Uh, 2.3 yards a carry. Very much a non-factor in this game, running the ball. Uh, the guy that beat them 
uh, was Case Keenum. Again, with the Rams, you have this ugly history of backup quarterbacks uh, beating the Buccaneers. Austin Davis did it two years ago. Uh, and then on, in December, the last time they beat, Case Keenum goes 14 of 17 for 234 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, it is hard to, to go whatever that is. I guess that's about uh, 82% passing. Uh, it's hard to do that against air. So to do that against an NFL defense that's actually trying, in theory, to stop you from completing passes uh, is impressive. The uh, Bucks, if you remember this game, I, I was trying to go back and think about what I had missed. Uh, came out of the gates and the first drive, uh, they get a touchdown to Tavon Austin. Um, Bucks come back, settle for a field goal at 7-3. to three, And then the Bucks give up a 60-yard touchdown pass to Kenny Britt. Uh, so it's 14-3 in the first quarter. Todd Gurley gets a short touchdown run to make it 21-3. Uh, again, it's it's an odd thing to see that game get out of hand as easily as it did. Uh, the Bucs weren't terrible so much as they were just inefficient on offense. Didn't run the ball that well, but Doug Martin ran it better than Todd Gurley. Uh, Jameis Winston throws the ball 50 times because they got behind early. 29 of 50 for 363 yards. Uh, Mike Evans had a nice game, nine catches for 177 yards, but again, did it on 17 targets. Uh, one of the things we mentioned in the paper today, uh, you know, Mike Evans has two touchdowns in two games. That's very promising. But Sunday's game in Arizona had six catches on 17 yard, on 17 targets, I should say. Uh, so 17 times they tried to throw to Mike Evans, and only six times uh, did he catch it. I had to look it up. And uh, since 2001, over the last 14 NFL seasons, uh, there's only one game in which a player has had that many targets and fewer catches. Uh, a guy named uh, Brandon Gibson with the Rams had five catches on 17 in the 2009 game. But for sheer inefficiency, it uh, does not get much worse than what the Bucks had in trying to throw to Mike Evans. That's not all on Mike. That's not to say all those passes were on the mark. Uh, that definitely speaks poorly of Jameis Winston in terms of his ability to actually connect with a receiver when he's well covered by a top-tier corner. Uh, most of the time, that was Patrick Peterson there on Sunday. So anyway, we've gone back over that. Uh, you know, this game on Sunday will we'll send the team in one of two directions. We've talked a little bit about what's ahead for the Bucks here in these first five games. Uh, if they can get through the Rams and win, they're 2-1. and one, But then they face the two Super Bowl teams from last year. They're home against Denver, and they're at Carolina on Monday night. Uh, Bucks again, much like these first two games, would do well to split those two games. If they got a win either against Denver or Carolina, uh, would speak very well of them. So even if they beat the Rams, it's entirely possible they're two and three when they go into this bye week in week six, uh, which makes it just a key, key game for them to win. Uh, it's the first home game, the first chance for Bucks fans to see Dirk Cutter's team and his offense and Mike Smith's defense. Uh, you're playing a team that got shut out in week one, that played great defense against a hobbled Seattle team on Sunday and beat them 9-3, to but really hasn't shown that much. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to write about Aaron Donald this week. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Uh, a disrupting, game-changing defensive tackle the Bucs will have to account for with their interior offensive line. But aside from that, if you keep Gurley in check, I don't know who's going to beat you. You know, we've talked about, again, Tavon Austin got two touchdowns last week. Uh, they have some receivers that are skilled. But but again, it's it's not a, as a home opener goes with the excitement of a first game in your renovated stadium. This is a game the Bucks should win. Uh, Aaron Donald, we mentioned, obviously a, a big guy, 
in the middle that will clog up the run, that will get at the quarterback and really disrupt an offense. He also has 42 yards in penalties. He's top five in the NFL in penalty yards. So if they can get him emotional, he's already gotten kicked out of one game this year. Uh, there'll be lots we talk about later this week about Aaron Donald and the, and the, and the challenge that the Bucks face with Joe Hawley, with Ali Marpet, uh, with Kevin Pample as their interior line, trying to keep him from taking over this game at the line of scrimmage. So lots we're going to talk to this week. Uh, we'll get more feedback from you guys, more questions moving ahead on the mailbag. If you have questions, uh, hit us up on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks. Uh, shoot us an email at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. We'll have a lot more as we get going here in the week. Uh, we're probably going to put the Cardinals game to bed with this podcast and focus more on the Rams and the Bucks preparations. Uh, tomorrow, we will probably have a little better sense of uh, what they're doing transaction-wise to fill out that 53. But probably won't have answers yet as to Doug Martin or Robert Ayers or Luke Stocker and how many of those guys are actually out uh, and unable to play. This will be, uh, to some extent, a shorthanded Bucks team that takes the field on Sunday. Uh, but they will find out what their depth is like at some key positions. So thank you guys for listening. I will wrap things up here for episode 37 on the Locked on Bucks podcast for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Football season is here, and you can get in the action and play like the pros at MyBookie.net. At MyBookie.net, you can feel the excitement of predicting your favorite sports. It's never too late to make a play. You can even use your smartphone for nonstop action on the go. MyBookie.net. Go online now. Use promo code BUCKS to be entered into their million-dollar prize pool. Or call 844-722-2387. Join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest. Only the best. Only at MyBookie.net. Sign up today. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop! At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.